Okay, so we are going to get into the word and uh, I, I want to share. My heart is full and I do not know. I pray that we shall get uh, all the time, uh, probably within this one hour, for, for me to be able to deliver all that has to be delivered today. May God give me grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The last time I, I shared, and that was on Wednesday, uh, we, we, were, we have been in the realm of faith, talking about faith and how faith is a necessity of our day and the things that God is speaking to our lives about how faith is going to usher us into the supernatural and how, um, you know, vision, spiritual vision and, uh, you know, perceiving what God is doing in the realm of the spirit, seeing and hearing. All these things were tied around faith, okay? And, and today I'm going to slide it further, slide it a bit deeper with the things that God has been speaking to me and what he wants to speak to you about, all right? And I remember mentioning a few things about the voice of God being the source of our faith where we read in the book of Romans, which talks about, in the book of Romans, as we talked about faith, I also connected it to the voice of God. In the book of Romans, we talked about faith coming by hearing and hearing by the rema of God, the rema, and we talked about the voice of God. And I, one of the things I mentioned was about if we're going to walk in strong faith, in great faith, then we must have a relationship with the voice of God, all right? And salvation really is about relationship. And if it's about relationship, then prayer is not just about us talking to God, but there's the aspect of God talking to man. The voice of God is the bedrock, is the spring of faith, the voice of God. If, if we don't have that voice, we don't have the faith, the faith that re is required in the times that we're living in. The church has lost its relevance. Its relevance as an icon of divinity because we have lost the voice of God. There are so many voices today and many of the voices are men's voices. But the voice of God separates every, everything. The voice of God lifts us to a higher plane where men shall see the results we have, that the results we have are supernatural. So we talked about that voice. And I want to just mention a few things here, bringing it into the issue about being led by the Spirit, being led of God, the voice of the Lord leading us. Amen? I hope you are there in Jesus' name. The man who allows to be led by the Spirit will end up in God's destiny and God's plan. The man who yields his life, anyone who yields their life to the leading of the Spirit ends up in God's plan. Praise the Lord. There is no shortcut. You, you cannot find yourself in God's plan by prayer. Just saying, God, let your will be done. Praying, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, let your purpose for my life come to pass. No. There has to be a total yielding to be led by the Spirit. There has to be a contribution of God's voice in every serious decision of your life. 
every serious decision of your life. God's voice must be involved in every serious decision of your life. So such a man who will yield to the voice of God will end up where God wants him to end up. That is also true when I say that if we are not being led by the Lord, if the voice of God is not involved in major decisions of our lives, we will not end up where we should end up, where God wants us to end up. We will end up where we want, or probably even where we don't want. But at least we will not end up where God wants. Hallelujah. So, you, at a widespread, you know, if you just look at the church generally, many people need to style up in this area of being led by the Spirit. Many of us. And in this season, God wants the church to get more spiritually sensitive. This season that we are in, what God is doing is to bring the church into a higher level of sensitivity to God. A higher level of sensitivity to what God wants and is doing. This season here. Don't miss this season. God is bringing the church. And when I say the church, it's not everybody. But I'm talking about those who are yielded. Those who have understood that the revelations that God has been bringing and the revelations that have been telling us what we ought to do. For example, one of the revelations that came about was the revelation that said, time for the secret place. Time for the secret place. Remember, remember that one. Time for the secret place. That one was the it was a foundational truth for these days of lockdown. It was foundational. Hallelujah. That was a foundational truth. The issue of the secret place was a foundational truth of these days of the lockdown. And as people will give themselves to this time and to God, waiting upon God, there is a prophetic work. There is a sensitivity. There is a, a tenderness in our hearts that God is imparting so that we relocate, we reconnect back to the voice of God. Praise be to the Lord. So we must, we must know what God is doing in such a time. God is developing our sensitivity to his voice. There is nothing we need in this world today. In these calamities that have just started, there's nothing we need more than the voice of God. Hallelujah. So if you are out there and you're saying, man, I need to develop my sensitivity. I, I need to get closer to God. My, my ear needs to sharpen. Then you are the person who needs to know that it's time for the secret place like never before. Hallelujah. Friends, the body of Christ, we cannot enter our triumphant destiny. We cannot enter it without reconnecting to our faith through the voice of God. There are things written of us in the Bible, the overcoming lifestyle. The Bible says we are more than overcomers. The world has not yet seen this. 
The world has not yet seen how we are more than overcomers. They haven't. We are more than overcomers. People quote those scriptures while they are sinking in water. I am more than an overcomer. And you see somebody, no weapon fashion against me shall prosper. While they sink, while troubles cover them up. Why? Because we lack guidance from God. We lack the leading of the Spirit. It's the leading of the Spirit that brings that level of victory in our lives. Someone cannot experience full victory outside the leading of the Spirit. It's impossible. The leading of the Spirit, when you and I, when the children of God, when we shall reconnect back to this life where we are sensitive to God, we are led by the Spirit, our faith comes from Him. Oh my God. You are going to see what they call more than overcomers. You are going to see what they call exploits. People doing things and you'll be like, whoa, whoa. how did that happen? Praise the Lord. So I believe that the end time army is going to be a people who are well connected to the voice of God, the voice of their commander, Jesus Christ. An army that is going to bring out, manifest amazing wonders in the area of salvation for the for souls of men. Praise be to the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not miss this season. This is our time. This, is our, this lockdown is a divine moment. Forget Corona. Corona is not going to kill you. God wants in the secret place. He wants to kill you. God wants to kill you in the secret place. So that at the end of the day, Jesus is coming out of you. Praise be to the Lord. I want to give you a, a simple example of what this triumphant life can be when a person is led by the Spirit of the living God. When the voice of God intervenes in your affairs, when you can tap into divine guidance. All right? Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. In the book of Genesis chapter 26, maybe let me not read it. But this is the story of Isaac. In the time of Isaac, a famine struck the land he was living in. And Isaac decides to shift from the place he's living in to avoid the famine, to go to the Philistine territory, Gerar. While there, I think this man is not just going to the Philistine territory, he's actually going down to Egypt. On his way, the Bible says the Lord met him and spoke to him and told him, don't go down to Egypt. Stay in this land and I will bless you here. Hallelujah. When you go down in the verses, fast forward to verse 12, there's something you see there that happened. The Bible says, and Isaac sowed and reaped 100-fold that same year. Now, let's talk now. There is a famine in your land. You are a very wealthy man. You have sheep, you have goats, you have whatever. Livestock like nothing. So there's no grass for your animals. Okay? It's a famine. The wells have dried up. There's no water. 
scientifically, if you are reasoning, you know that you have to move if you are going to stay with what you have. In those days, animal, animals were a serious wealth possession. People didn't have buildings like us. They didn't have cars to drive. They didn't have all those other assets. What wealth was defined by animals. Animals. A man could have one tent. But if he has 10,000 sheep, that, that was not a simple man. When the Bible was describing how wealthy Job was, it talked about the animals he had. And then the silver and the gold. So here is Isaac. Common sense is telling him, hey, get out of here. Not even common sense, scientific sense is telling him, get out of here. And the man gets out. He starts to move on a journey. And the first territory he enters is the territory of the Philistines. He's going. He's following his scientific sense. He has not inquired of the Lord. He knows that whatever he's doing is what should be done. I have to leave my home country. There's a famine. While he's on his way, maybe halfway the journey, that the Lord intervenes in his situation and speaks and tells him, don't go, stay here and I'll bless you. So this man stays and he's blessed in enemy territory, in the midst of famine. That was divine guidance. Divine guidance can actually contradict scientific guidance. It can contradict any other way people see things. Divine guidance is divine guidance. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. We need divine guidance. We need divine guidance. Now, I will take you to another portion of scripture to just show you again how God intervenes, how the voice of God is so much needed today. In Job chapter 42, verse 7. Job chapter 42, verse 7. If you can turn there, please turn there. We are going to read Job 42, verse 7. Shalabakoroshata. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Jesus. I'm waiting for you to turn there. Japarose keterabasa. Thank you, Jesus. Job 42, verse 7. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite. My wrath is kindled against you and against your two friends. For you have not spoken of me the thing that is right as my servant Job. Therefore, take unto you now seven ballocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him I will accept lest I deal with you. <laughs> after your folly in that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job hallelujah so let me give you a little history here Job's friends okay Eliphaz and the other two you know what they did to Job here are guys who 
you know, your friend is going through trouble. The enemy has attacked your friend. Job is in ashes and dust. Job's body is being eaten by worms. And all the best these guys are saying is, Job, you are under punishment. God is punishing you. You have sinned. They say all these theological things, which in a sense sound correct, but they were not right according to God. They misrepresented God. They told Job, Job, it is God punishing you. And we know very well, God was not punishing Job. So now God comes here and speaks to these three guys. They misrepresented him. They said something about God which wasn't true. That I'm punishing Job. So God is, is saying this is folly. And I will deal with you if you do not change. He tells them to take a sacrifice. So they take a sacrifice. And he says you take that sacrifice to Job. Because I'm not going to listen to you people. I will listen to Job's prayer. Hallelujah. I do not know if you are there and you are listening to me. Can God send people to you because God knows he wants to listen to you pray, not them? Are you that kind of person that God would say, this one I've accepted. I have accepted. And he sends people who need mercy to you. Oh my God. So anyway, they come to Job. And, and, and he tells them specifically, go to Job, he will pray for you. So here is, a pro, here is the voice of God giving guidance. The voice of God is giving guidance. He will pray for you, lest I deal with you. Hallelujah. Are you there? Now, listen, that is verse 8. I'm going to jump some verses, just one verse probably, and go to verse 10. If you are with me there, let's read together. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Interesting verse. Look at this. God gives a divine instruction to three men who need mercy. Go to Job. Make a sacrifice and I will hear Job. They go to Job and they tell Job, Job, God has told us to come to you. We're going to make a sacrifice. You're going to pray for us because God is going to deal with us if you don't. <laughs> and Job is like, okay, if God has spoken, so let it be. And then he prays. When Job prays, then God deals with Job. God, the Bible says, he turned the captivity of Job. Now, I want to talk to you, friends. Job has gone through trouble with the devil. He has seen pain almost no man has ever seen. Losing everything and everyone coming to a point where your wife tells you, curse God and die. She looks at Job in the, on the ground with worms coming out of his skin, boils all over him. Job, curse God and die. The man has been in the hand of the devil. And what is delivering Job? What is delivering Job is the voice God spoke to another man. An instruction God gave another man. Go to Job, he prays for you. When Job hears that instruction, he does what he is told to pray for them. And when he prays for them, God turns the captivity of Job. In these verses alone, you will discover 
that many times when God leads people to us, and I'm meaning when God leads people to you for help, in those very people's instructions to be helped is your help. <laughs> when God leads someone to you, that you are the person to help them, it is because within the help you are giving that person, there is divine help for you. That's what happened to Job. When Job prayed, a battle with Satan, affliction ended like that. Pass. He was delivered from his captivity. There was no 40 day fasting. There was, not, there was no intercessor called on, on, on ground and said, Intercessor, come for Job. There was no one called to cast out the devil to do spiritual warfare, build the bloodline around Job. No one was called to do all that. What happened was, in, was following instructions, following the voice of God. Hallelujah. This is how powerful the voice of God is being led by God. If Job had refused to pray, what would have happened? Ah, why should I pray for you? You guys have been accusing me. You have been here talking all this kind of stuff. I'm a sinner. Ne, 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 ne. Who am I to I'm not going to pray for you. I'm not even happy with you guys. Ne, 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 ne. You don't have wisdom. Ne, 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 ne. He would have continued like that. Leave me alone. I'm in my own pain. Oh my God. The Lord turned the captivity of Job. The rema of God has the power to birth miracles, to birth the supernatural, to change the events in men's lives. The rema, the word of God, the living active word of God. This is something the church has fallen from. In the past, there have been so many voices, so many people speaking, and they are as if they are speaking the word of God, but there have been so many words except the real word of God that changes the lives of men. We need this thing. We need to reconnect back. Hallelujah. Rema is powerful. Faith comes by this rema. Faith comes by this rema, this living word. That's how faith comes. I'm not talking about logos. I'm talking about rema. Logos are the thoughts of God. Logos. There's rema. There's logos. Logos are the thoughts of God. Now, those two words. Now, for the sake of the children, I'm, I'm in Greek. I'm talking Greek. This is Greek. Okay? Rema represents the word of God which is living and now word the word which comes out of his mouth and logos is the thoughts of God the thoughts of God which we call doctrine okay structured they are down they are written okay if you remember in Deuteronomy chapter 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 8 verse 3 he said he took them to the wilderness and he tested them with hunger to see, so, no sorry, so that they may know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now friends, God intended that man was supposed to live by revelation. We are supposed to be living by revelation, by the word that comes out of his mouth. That's the rumor word. 
That's how Adam lived. Adam lived by revelation. Adam never lived according to knowledge. We began to live in the realm of knowledge when we ate from the tree of knowledge. Adam was walking by revelation. When God told Ab Adam, sorry, Adam, when God told Adam, name the animals, he would look at a snake and says, mm, this is a snake. He would call it a snake. Why? It's revealed. Between Adam and God, there was no disconnection. There was revelation flowing. There was rema. From the mouth of God, wisdom was flowing. Understanding was flowing to Adam. When he saw a monkey, he said, mm, this one, monkey. And God said, yes, you are right. We agree. He agreed with God. The thoughts of Adam were the thoughts of God until the temptation. Logos is not what I'm talking about here. Logos are the thoughts of God, the thoughts of God, written word of God, that doctrine. In Acts chapter 20, verse 32, the Bible tells us that, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. And that part, the logos of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those which are sanctified. Look at what the logos does. He says it builds you up. When you study the thoughts of God, when you get in your Bible, you read doctrine, you study doctrine, you meditate on doctrine. What happens? It builds you up and gives you an inheritance. Because when you study the thoughts of God, you start to think like God. Logos. Acts chapter 20 verse 32 is the verse I've just read. Logos also examines and cleanses you. It examines and cleanses you. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. A common scripture most of us should know. It says, For the word of God, the logos of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. That is examining. It examines. It separates. And of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The logos. We are talking about logos here. The Logos examines and cleanses you. It's a sword, but it's a sword that works on you. So, children of God who will not read the word have not given themselves to the ministry of the Logos. You will not grow. You will not be built up. You will not be examined and cleansed because you have not given yourself to the Logos. And therefore you will miss your inheritance. That's the Logos. That's the function of the Logos. The word of God we read every day has a work it does to our bodies and to our souls and to our spirits. Born and marrow and even the thoughts of men. It does. It ministers to your body and it ministers to your mind and to your spirit. Hallelujah. That's why I, I, I really, you know, I really hate, I really hate it when I find myself sometimes being distracted away from the Bible. I literally take a hold of myself and tie myself ropes in my mind, if you know what I mean. And I force myself to say, Andrew, you must study the Bible. 
you must because I know if I do not take care of the Bible the Bible won't take care of me it won't Christians who are out there who are taking lightly God's logos they are forsaking their ability to be built up they are forsaking their, their the, the grace that is available for them to tap into what God prepared for them before they were born their inheritance that's the logos my dear but you see the logos is a sword that deals with you but the rema the voice of God the rema that which comes from the mouth of the Lord is a sword for life situations it is a sword for life circumstances it is a sword for ministry it is a sword for spiritual warfare it is a sword when it empowers your faith so that you can take on new dimensions in serving God we cannot do much in ministry we will just be maintaining but we cannot take more ground without a word from God we can't we can't take the nations we cannot take cities we cannot take families we cannot even take our communities unless we are sensitive enough to hear what God is saying about communities about nations about such things hallelujah Oh my God, we are entering a season of the supernatural. We are entering a season of the supernatural where Rema is going to increase as people set their hearts right. God is going to speak like never before as people connect back to that place where they can hear him. I'm telling you, we are in a season a season of revival revival of the connection to the voice of god this season of new beginnings that is coming with fresh instructions are you hearing me friends i said we're in a season of revival and what revival andrew are you talking about i'm talking about the revival of reconnection <laughs> reconnecting our faith back to the voice of God reconnecting ourselves back into this relationship a season of new beginnings with fresh instructions we are in a season where we are going to begin to see the potency the power that is inside God's word inside God's word i'm telling you if you're listening to me get your bible and marry it make a vow to it marry it get your bible and marry it tell it from this day i take you to be my lawfully wedded book i will never leave you nor forsake you i put away <laughs> hey this is the time for the word anyone who's listening to me today if you will understand what God is saying to you and the, 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 the strategy he's giving you to embrace this revival, you're going to say thank you to Jesus. It is a new season. This season began at the turn of this century. A season full of 
the supernatural, amazing things waiting to happen. A shifting happening in the spirit. But this shifting that is happening is not visible. It is happening to those that are waiting in God, waiting in prayer. Those that have chosen the secret place. That is what is happening. Praise be to Jesus. In this season, hear me very well. In this season, hear me very well. It's a time of conception. It's a time of conception. The word of the Lord is going to hit people and people are going to conceive something holy, something powerful, something that is going to change the course of things in their generation. This is a season of conception. Season yino, go in the secret place. Hallelujah. Ordinary people like you and me, ordinary, are going to bring forth things which are divine. Things that have the signet, the signature of God on them. Things that have power and authority on them. Not because we prayed and fasted so much. Not because, oh, we, we, we cleansed our lives so well and we are so pure. No. But because we had God. Because we had him and we believed him. That's it. Hallelujah. This is a season of revival, of reconnection. Now, before I, con I continue... I want you right now to just begin to pray and ask God, God, give me a heart that hears you. Give me a heart that hears your voice. Begin to pray that prayer. Give me a heart that hears your voice. Pray for a hearing ear. Pray for a hearing heart. The Bible says in Exodus 29 verse 20, Exodus 29 verse 20, that you shall kill the ram and take of the blood and put it upon the tip of the right ear of Aaron and upon the tip of the right ear of his sons. God consecrated the priests to dedicate their ear to hear him and to hear his law. Every priest I'm speaking to today, may the blood of Jesus touch your ear today. In the mighty name of Jesus. May the blood of Jesus touch our ears. May the Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, consecrate our hearing. Consecrate, touch us with the blood. Touch our ears. May our spiritual ears pop open. May the dullness of hearing be removed. May everything that Lord has stopped our hearing be removed. Oh, dear Spirit of the living God, we cry to you, Father. Give us a hearing heart. Give us a hearing ear, Father. In the name of Jesus, your voice will come to us. Your voice, you said in thy word, that my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Lord, I pray that we shall know 
we shall know we shall know the voice of the shepherd we shall know the voice of the commander we shall know the signals of the commander we shall know the ways of the commander in the precious name of Jesus Christ oh God father i pray oh father open the ears of children to hear that voice of the master that majestic voice open the the ears lord of your sons and daughters oh God this is the time to revive your church to reconnect back to the voice of the shepherd revive your church revive the priesthood my father to reconnect to the voice of the shepherd father we have had the voices of others we have had the voices of men we have had the voices of nations we have had the voices of even evil spirits and the devils but father i pray oh god oh master reconnect us bring back that voice Lord, the voice that guided Samuel while he was a young man in the temple. That voice, my father, that made none of his words to fall to the ground. Release that voice, my father. Your word says that in the day of Samuel, there was no vision. There was no revelation. You were not speaking, father, because the priesthood had gone into the ways of Balaam. I pray, father, that in this day, you will revive the vision you will revive revelation you will revive the true voice of god the true voice of god that changes things of god in the mighty name of jesus father we dedicate our hearing to you father help us to develop a sensitivity of heart a sensitive heart a sensitive heart a sensitive mind to the voice of god a sensitive spirit to the voice of god father in the name of jesus your word says in the book of job that you speak to many even in dreams but men do not perceive we don't even perceive when you are speaking through dreams father i pray oh god release a spirit of revelation on the church today on our lives today a spirit of revelation a spirit of hearing a spirit my father to tap into you oh god yes oh father let there be oh god a clear transmission between heaven and us a clear transmission between between your throne and our hearts in the mighty name of jesus christ oh god in the name of jesus continue to pray ask him Ladies and gentlemen I am telling you without the voice of God the church will not be relevant what is the good what good is an army that cannot hear the commands of its commander what good is an army that is disconnected from the base disconnected from the from the headquarters from the commanding places offices what good is that army oh what good are we what good are we what good are we if we cannot hear the fresh instructions of almighty god what good is our faith if our faith has not heard from god katobrasi katarremoshataya father lekaroshata baraba kotobresha revive us oh god revive us oh god reconnect us lord lord restore that sensitivity to you oh god Father I pray rebuild father the relationship we should be having with you 
rebuild that aspect of relationship. Father, through this lockdown, break every religious spirit. Break every religious spirit. Dismantle every religious spirit. Dismantle, Father, every, every form of spirit, every form of godliness, every form that does not produce fruit in our lives. Dismantle it, Father, that we may reconnect to a relationship that demonstrates true life in Christ Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Listen to me, friends. Listen to me, friends. The church is nearing her days of possession. We are nearing the days of our possession. For we have walked long enough in the days of purification. And we are still in those days of our holiness. But we are at the door of the, of the day of possession. We are at the door. And God is about to cause a separation. A separation between Lot and Abraham. There's going to be a separation between Lot and Abraham. Who is Lot? Lot is the believer who's walking by sight. Walk is, Lot is the believer who's choosing whatever he wants based on his own wants, his own personified wants and likings. That is Lot. Lot is the man who looks at the plains of Sodom with natural eyes and says, ah, that's the best place for me. I want that one. But Abraham represents those who are hearing from God. Represents those who are looking at what is ahead of them through the eyes of faith. Through the eyes of faith. In Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. The Bible says this, Genesis 13 verse 14. That after Lot had separated from him. Jehovah said to Abram, Now lift your eyes and look northward, southward, eastward from the place where you are. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and to your seed always. The Spirit of the Lord has just said through my life that the church is nearing the days of possession. And there is a separation of Lot and Abraham. Lot has to go. Lot has to find his place near Sodom. Abraham pursues the promise by faith. By faith. Now God tells Abraham, look north, east, west, south. Look. For what you see, I will give to you. If you go fast forward into the book of Romans... Just go fast forward into the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For the promise that he should be the heir. Have you heard that one? The heir of the world. Now look at this. Let's go back there in Genesis. God told Abraham, look north, east, west, south. What you see, I will give to you. If I put you on Namirembe Hill, Namirembe, many of us know Namirembe, Orubaga, 
I put you on that hill and I tell you, look north, look east, south. Are you able to see the whole world? Okay. Are you able to see Uganda? The whole of Uganda, up to Kenya, up to Tanzania, up to Congo, up to South Sudan. But God is telling him, look east, west, south, north. What you see, I'll give to you. And then in Romans chapter 4, he says that, that for the promise that he should be the heir of the world. There was a promise to be the heir of the world. And that promise is in Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. Where he was promised to be the heir of the world. Please follow me, follow me carefully. He was promised to be the heir of the world. So when God speaks to him in Genesis chapter 12 verse 3. That he's giving him nations and that the whole earth through him shall be blessed. At Abraham knew that he was going to be heir of the world. Now, when God spoke to Abraham, when they were separating with Lot and tells him, look, look east, west, south, north. What you see, I'll give to you. I want to tell you the truth. Abraham did not look with the eyes of the flesh because in Abraham's mind, he, he saw the whole world. The promise he had, he had the word, the voice of the Lord had come to him in Genesis chapter 12, that through you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So when God told him, now look and see what you see, I'm going to give to you. Abraham did not look with the eyes of the flesh like Lot. Lot looked at the plains of Sodom and said, wonderful. Abraham lifted his faith, the eyes of the spirit. He looked up into the realm of the spirit. He imagined the world. He remembered the promise of the whole world. And at that point is where Abraham's faith connected with God's promise. This is the time for you. Listen to me, friends. This is the time for your faith to connect with what God has been saying about you. Oh my God, Jesus, help somebody here. God has been speaking. Faith Family Church, God has been speaking. Apostle Dennis has been a prophet to us. Speaking words, Rema, the heart of God. The heart of God, but some of us may not even remember. Maybe some of us, as it's being spoken, our mind is elsewhere. But let me tell you, we are living in a time where we are near our position. And what God is saying is it's time for your faith to reconnect with everything I've been speaking about you. It's time for your faith. Why? You're living in a season of conception. You're living in a moment where God is conceiving something holy in your spirit. He's about to launch you on a journey, a supernatural journey, a journey of authority and power that you have never seen before. Divine dreams are about to jump out of you. Divine ideas are about to flourish out of you. There are things that are about to come forth out of you that you never even planned, dreamt, or even sat down to discuss with that person. It is God's seed. It's God's divine seed that is coming out of you that is going to come through your faith connecting with the things God has been speaking to you about. Ladies and gentlemen, your faith is idle if your faith is not rehearsing what God has spoken. 
Your faith is seated, is on a bench, it's idle. If your faith does not rehearse, that's the reason why God told Abraham, hey, come on, in the evening of the day, he sat him down and said, Abraham, can you count the stars? Try, try to count those stars. He was giving Abraham a rehearsal of faith. A rehearsal to remind him, I've told you that your seed will be like the sand on the seashore. I am telling you, brothers and sisters listening to me, it's time to rehearse your faith. Go back to the voice of God. Go back to the things God has spoken to you about. Go back in your notebook that days you sat in the services and you wrote the prophetic word as the man of God was speaking it. Go back to those prophetic words. Go back to cast box and get those messages and listen to what God has been speaking. Listen to the instructions because you are in a season of conception. You are in a season that God is releasing fresh instructions. You are in a season that God is saying it is time for possession. I'm about to blow up myself here. Heavenly Father, may your will be done. May your will be done. May the church arise. May our faith rise. Oh God, we have slept with faith. We have our faith has been asleep. Our faith has been on the bench. A man of faith cannot forget a promise. A man of faith cannot forget an instruction. Because his faith is built on the promise and on the instruction. The church is entering a season where God is coming back to his place. The God who spoke from the beginning about his church being the mountain that is higher than any other mountain. The God who said, I will build my church and the gates of hell, whether that gate is politics, whether that gate is humanism, whether that gate is military power, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You think you have seen apostles before. You think you have seen prophets before. You think you have seen, oh, men of God before. Let me tell you, what happened in the Old Testament with the prophets has not yet even happened today. What happened with prophet Elijah bringing a whole nation to its knees? What happened to Moses bringing Egypt to its knees? What happened to Elisha destroying the dynasty of, 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 of Baal, of Ahab. What happened in the days of Ezekiel, Jeremiah? All those things, those things we look at and we marvel and we say, man, these people saw God. These people experienced the power of God. Look at these prophets. Huh? Making an axe float on water by throwing in a stick. Which subject did that guy learn? Which school was he in? He was in the school of the Lord, the school of the Spirit. There are things we have not yet even seen which happened. And yet the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians that the old covenant cannot be compared to the new covenant. That in fact it pales in glory. That its glory cannot even be called glory compared to what we have today. 
So ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you, you who have lived your lives up to this moment and you have never seen a prophet, you have never seen an apostle of God, you have never seen how God can work through men who are fully surrendered to him. I want you to fasten your seat belts, get ready to see what God is about to do in these last days with those who will move with his leading, who will move with his guidance, with those who will understand the footsteps of the spirit. They are going to make Elijah look like he was in Nazareth school busy doing miracles. They are going to make Moses wonder and say, eh, I had not yet even started. Look at what these guys are doing. The glory of the New Testament. The glory. What is this glory of the New Testament? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit living and dwelling among men. The Holy Spirit mantling men with power and authority. The Holy Spirit walking with men. Men becoming temples and embodiments of God himself. This is something. We are talking about something that is going to take surrender from God's people. To follow the leadings of God to that place. I told you when I was starting. Unless you follow that voice and that leading. You are not going to end up where God wants you to end up. You are going to end up somewhere else. You will be like Lot. Lot chose his own planes. Why? Lot was not hearing any voice. You look, you read your Bible. There is no way in your Bible where you hear God speaking to Lot. There is no way where the Bible tells us that and God spoke to Lot. Lot was not interested in God speaking to him. Lot knew it was Abraham who hears. Hey, Abraham told us to leave, uh, to leave Ur of Chaldeans and to come to a place which he, he didn't even know himself. He was busy quoting Abraham. It's Abraham who hears God. Lot was not interested in hearing God. And when the day of testing came through strife of the herdsmen, Lot moved by the system he had always been used to. The system of making his own decisions, major decisions of his life without any input of the voice of God. As soon as Lot walked away, the Lord spoke to Abraham, the man of faith, the man who believes God, the man who's trying to keep in step with God's program. God speaks to him and says, Aha, uh -huh, now Abraham, mm -hmm. look, look everywhere, including where Lot has looked. Look there. Look there. He told Abraham, look everywhere. Lot was not making these decisions best. On the voice of the Lord, he was making his decisions based on what he knew all along. God tells Abraham after Lot has gone, and has made his decision, choosing Sodom, ending up in problems. God tells Abraham, look now everywhere, including where Lot has looked. I've given it to you. That's what a man of faith will do. You will choose a place and take it. But if God has not given it to you, it's not yours. It's only what God has given through his word that is yours. The Bible says in John 3.27, a man can receive nothing except it's given to him from above. You can receive nothing except it's given to you from above. Ladies and gentlemen, tighten your seatbelt. Tighten your seatbelt. We are in a time 
that is in your favor. We're in a time that is in your favor. Allow God to shake you, to change your wine. Allow God to change your wine. You know, for many of you people, the things limiting you are your lifestyles. The things limiting you are your traditions, the way you live at home. You have not shaken, you have not destabilized the nest. You are still allowing everything to dictate to you instead of you dictating to things. You are still allowing everything to affect your time instead of you determining the time. That's what's happening. If a man is going to enter the secret place, he learns to isolate himself, to cut off everything around him. Hallelujah. Shatabako rosakatakarebo satababa. Shalabakaraba seketekarebaba. Oh, makatakaraba sikatakaraba shetetebaba. Rasakatakaraba shikarabakotobarabakabra sakatakabra. Lorosakatakarebo shandabakabreketekababa papa. Lokopraba papa zakatapakaraba seketekebroshatababa. We surrender, O God, Marosekatekarebo Shatabakabra, Leprobo Sepra Pranda Baproza, Rabako Rabaseke de Bacabra Catabacabra, Zocota Papa Parra Satapapa Rekakozapa Rabasetabapa Remenda Bacabra. We surrender, my God, Bacobro Satabacabraba Setebaba. We surrender, Makoto Brassa Pranda Barabacabra Setekabraba Baba. It's time for my faith to connect with God's word. It's time for Boko Zeparabata, for the voice of God to have its ministry, its work in my life. It's time for the Rema, it's time for the Logos. It's time Makobrosa Patapaka Reke Kapapato Prazete Bakabrazata. Oh Makaparebasi Parabakoto Paresataba. Somebody pray Yakozata Rikabrapa Papa Rosata Karebaba. Jesus, I am hungry. Jesus, I desire. Jesus, I desire. Prepare us, my God. Prepare your people. Prepare your army, Father, for the kingdom of God. Prepare Akarosakataba Prozekatakabrababa. Rekata promozeka remakoto pranda brabakaraba. Oh, shatarebako zeparamande brabakaraba. Prepare us, O God. Prepare your forces. I pray in the name of Jesus. Brother, sister out there, I'm telling you, you can choose for your wine to be changed. You can destabilize your nest. You can disorganize your own nest for your own sake and for the glory of God to manifest in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, you can start to make the dictates of the spirit in your life and refuse the flesh to dictate how you waste, how you spend your time, how you use your time. Choose, choose this day. Choose this day to pour out your old wine. Choose this day to release what you are, who you are in this moment. That God will re-energize your faith. That God will re-energize your spirit. Choose this day. I decree and declare. Break every form. Break every tradition. Break every lifestyle. Come out of the default settings. 
come out of the way you've been doing life and start to do life in a new way. Start to do life in a new way. Start to make new sacrifices. Start to allow the voice of God to lead you to speak to you like a man to It's time for you. Start to read the word. Get into the logos. Study the logos. Read the word. Love the word of God. Read that word. Meditate on that word. Memorize that word. Pray in that word. Rejoice in that word. The Bible says that a man who goes sowing precious seed shall doubtless come again with the sheaves of joy. Allow the precious seed of God's word to fall upon your heart, to fall into your life. Allow those precious seeds of Jehovah God. Wake up in the night and read the word. Go through the day, read the word. Go to a place that is quiet, sit quietly there and meditate on what you read and pray through what you read and plan an application about what you have studied and meditated upon. It is time to build up yourself. Build up your faith in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We surrender to your counsel. We surrender to your word. I'm lifting up my hands right now. Lift those hands to the master and say, Father, I want to be part of this great move. I want to be part of this season and what you are doing in your church. Tell him, Lord, I want to be like Abraham, not like Lot. I want to be like Abraham. Let my faith connect with everything you have ever spoken over my life. In the precious name of Jesus. Father, we give you the praise and the glory. Father, we bless your name. You are worthy. You are holy. You are glorious. Get some time tonight and pray. Get some time this evening. Soak yourself in prayer. Soak yourself in God's word. For his glory. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you. Makabra shikatabakabra. Lekarosha katakarabasi prandaba. Father, as we enter this weekend, Makobrosha, may your will be done. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.